Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 160 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, today we are talking about time. This is one of the things I hear a lot from physicians is, I don't have time to lose weight, or how do I find the time to lose weight? And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you all sorts of tips about how do you actually do this. And these are real world tips from working with other physicians and what I do in my own life to find the time to stay focused on weight loss and weight maintenance. So stay tuned. Now, I also wanted to let you know, I am in the midst of planning some super fun Black Friday specials. So when you actually listen to this podcast, when it gets released, you are going to be able to register for Stress Eating SOS with a Black Friday special. So with a bunch of extra bonuses and things specifically for Black Friday. This is a special opening of the doors of Stress Eating SOS for you. And the reason why I'm doing it right now is because I know that we're heading into the time that's the hardest for weight loss. I know that we're heading into that December season where if you've been working on weight loss, your brain might be thinking, okay, well, we'll just give it a rest through December and try and pick up sometime in January. Like it almost feels hopeless heading into December, but I know that it doesn't have to feel that way. I know that with the right tools, you can actually enjoy your holiday season, still eat some of that food that you love. doesn't have to mean you don't get to eat anything, but do it with support and do it with just different tools that's going to make you so much more successful this holiday season and mean that you don't have things you then have to make up for and compensate for come January. You don't have weight gain that you then have to work off. So if that sounds good to you, head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS, and you'll be able to find all the information about the Black Friday specials and register and save your seat. I can't wait to see you there. We're going to be talking about time but I wanted to just touch base on something that came up for me yesterday. So I was in an exercise class, which is, of course, lined by mirrors, right? And you're on the bike, you're on the treadmill facing the mirrors. Right now I'm on the bike because I've got a sprained ankle, so I can't be running. And I was just noticing while I was on the bike about how much my brain wants to judge my body. And this is with a lot of work. I've done a, a lot of work on my body image and accepting my body for the way it is. But sitting and staring in front of a mirror that reflects a bunch of other people is a different level of challenge. I was just thinking, it's just interesting. Like I'd be being a, a badass in the exercise and pushing myself and doing hard stuff. And yet then my brain's sitting there telling me that my arms are saggy or they're too floppy, or the common thing my brain likes to tell me is I just look huge because physically, like I'm taller, I've got a bigger bone structure than a lot of people. And being in a room full of mirrors tends to accentuate that. But I was just thinking, you know, it's so interesting that it still does this. And it's just watching my brain almost as an observer and noticing one of the things it was telling me is basically it was giving me the line that 
nothing's changed. I'm as big as I ever was, which is really interesting. And I, the reason why I'm telling you guys this is I know a lot of you are in the same boat, but after having lost weight, it's so easy for my brain to just be like, oh no, nothing happened. Like you didn't lose 55 pounds and keep it off. You look the same as you always did. Like just such judgy thoughts. Now, the thing about these thoughts is they're kind of default thoughts. I think there will always be situations where they come up. For me, it's a lot less of those situations, but I'm sharing this to show you they still come up. This whole being in a room of mirrors and exercising is just a different trigger that I haven't dealt with or been in that situation for quite a few years. So it's something new that I'm having to kind of deal with and manage my thoughts around, but they still come up. And so the big key of it is to not actually believe those thoughts. I could go through that exercise class, pushing hard, working hard, and walk out feeling worse than when I walked in if I were to believe these thoughts. And so the way I handle them is hearing them, noticing them and labeling them. So not buying them as fact, but being like, oof, let's quit the thought to be thinking about myself. And then just choosing to not actively engage with them, letting them pass by reminding myself of the work that I have done, reminding myself of the truth, telling myself the other side of the story that my brain won't tell me automatically. And I wanted to share this with you this morning because I know sometimes when you're working on this stuff and then your brain goes back to these default patterns, it's really easy to judge yourself and assume you're not doing it right if your brain's still offering these thoughts. But this is just normal brain. This is just normal brain behavior. It's what our brains have so much practice doing that they're going to be more likely to do. And so the fact that thoughts show up isn't anything going wrong. It's just something to notice and to an opportunity to practice working on your thoughts. So that's what I do when I'm exercising. Just keep working on my thoughts about my body, trying to just let them pass on by, not buy into that horrible, horrible story that my brain wants to tell me about my body and just keep working on it. All right, let's talk about time. So problem is you were busy, right? You got a lot on your plate. I would guess that for most of you, there is not space for additional tasks. Do you ever notice that when something happens in your life? Like say somebody gets sick, especially right now with all the quarantine and staying home than that means. But even before the pandemic, if somebody got sick in the house, how much that would impact you? I always felt like, that one little domino falling over of somebody getting sick just like created a whole bunch of other stuff for the rest of the week because there's no give in our weeks. There's no margin for error in our time. Everything is scheduled right next to each other. And I would wager a guess for a lot of you, there's more scheduled on your to-do list than there actually is physical time to do. So that creates and adds to that feeling that there is no time. You can't get everything done and there's no time. And what that means then, it's really interesting when I say that, is what our brains say is there's no time. And so then what gets sacrificed and what it means there's no time for is for ourselves. Because the reality is we do get everything else done. The kids get fed, the kids get dressed, they get to their activities. The patients get seen, the consults get written, the babies get delivered, you show up for the merge shifts. What it means is there's no time for you. It's your stuff that gets sacrificed in this. And that's why I think it's so important to talk about how do we manage time? 
And really, it's a conversation of how do we manage time to create time for you? And I feel very passionate about this. This is something I've been working on personally over the past months because if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I stopped giving myself any time. I got back into that habit of really overworking and I burnt myself the heck out and did a real number on myself. And I take full ownership of it. It wasn't even medicine that burnt me out so much. It was this side of my work, the coaching, the creating things for you, all that sort of stuff is what I burnt myself out on. I created things where all those things got done, but what didn't get done was time for myself. And so if you're sitting there thinking, I really want to lose weight and I just don't have time, really what you're saying is you don't have time for yourself. If losing weight, if feeling your best is what you want for yourself and there's no time, it means you've created a life where there's no time for what you want most, what you want for yourself in that life. And I'm saying this without any judgment. I'm saying this as a fact of many of our lives, but it doesn't have to stay that way. So of course we created these lives. Of course we get into this pattern of overworking and prioritizing everybody else above ourselves. That's normal that we were trained to do that. There's nothing wrong with that except when you think, what is life supposed to be about? Is it supposed to be sacrificing ourselves so that at one time in some possible future, we may have time to do the things we want? Is that actually what you want for your life? Or is life about doing what we need to do, showing up and serving in the ways that we want to serve while also creating a life that we actually enjoy living right now rather than waiting to delay it? This is probably the physician, slightly morbid view, particularly the palliative care physician, morbid view side of me. But you don't have any guarantees that life is going to continue as we know it for any length of time. And I say that not to be a Debbie Downer, but I say that to be, if there are things that you want for yourself, now is the time to do them. Don't wait and assume or take for granted that in the future, things will be in a way that you are able to do them. Do it now. Figure out how to do it now if you really want it. And this refers to weight loss, but it refers to lots of other stuff in your life. Work on doing it now. And that process might look imperfect. I know my process with it is imperfect, but I'm working on it. I'm working on creating that life that I actually really like and that takes care of me. And part of that can be weight loss. And particularly when we're talking about working on weight loss with a coaching approach, using a customized approach for your weight loss, like what I talk about that can really be part of making your life better. If weight and health are a goal that you just aren't meeting right now, that you just don't have time for, creating time to do it, not just to do it at any cost, right? Not to just get the most restrictive diet and hang on for dear life to try to get the weight off, but making time to do it in a kind way that makes your life better. Maybe one of the best things you do for yourself, honestly. Because it's going to have ripple effects. It's going to, your weight will get impacted. Your eating will feel far more stable, but there will be ripple effects outwards from that. I was just reading some emails from some of my stress eating SOS and fellowship members in my programs about, I'd ask them to just send me kind of updated notes about their experiences. And across the board, that's what they're talking about in these is that it's not just the weight and the eating feels more stable. It's that their relationship with their husband and kids is better. Their work relationships are better. 
they're happier in their day-to-day life. It truly is creating the life that they want to live. And that's why I love it so much and why I burn myself out (laughs) bringing this stuff to you guys. But let's not do that. Let's not burn ourselves out doing it. Let's learn some tools that let you do it without burning yourself out. How can we bend time and create space so that you have the time and the ability to do this? Why I wanted to record this episode and why I think it's important is because when you feel like you don't have time for this, you're still exerting energy on weight loss. So even if you feel like you don't have time to focus on your weight loss, you're often putting energy in, mental energy. Maybe there's some weeks or days where you put in a bunch of physical energy, but then you're not actually getting traction and you're not getting the results that you want. So it's like wasted energy. It's like this energy that's constantly going into this pot and you're not actually getting anything out of it. You're not getting the results that you want because of this time issue, because it feels like there's not the time to focus and stay consistently focused because that's really what it takes to lose weight long-term is staying consistently focused. And then also probably just a matter of getting the right tools, knowing how to actually lose weight consistently in a kind way. And that's what I teach on this podcast. And that's what we do really in depth inside Stress Eating SOS. So let's stop wasting energy. Let's create the space. If we want to lose weight, let's create the space to do it. Or if we really don't want to create the space to do it, then give yourself a break and don't always be thinking that you need to be doing it. Don't always be putting that mental energy investment in without giving yourself a chance of actually getting traction and seeing the results. What I'm saying here is I think as a gift to yourself, make a choice of either, yes, you want to do it and you're committed and you want to make the space to do this and then you do it and you find a way of doing it that works for you. Or if you can't right now, give yourself a break. Don't be half doing it because the half doing it creates that waste of energy. It creates that always putting the energy in and never seeing anything yet come out and that's exhausting and that isn't good for you make a choice of either, yes, you're going to create the time or no, I'm not right now. And then I'm not going to be always harping on myself to be trying to do this. I will wait until I feel ready to create the time to commit to it and do it. I think that could be a real gift to yourself. Often always feel like we should be reaching these goals. We should have weight loss goals. They're only helpful if you actually want or have the ability to focus on them and and work on reaching them. If you really aren't at that point, then the weight loss goal and always holding it and waving in front of you is probably not helpful. It probably makes you feel bad and makes you feel more tired in your days and is a constant reminder that you don't have time, which we're going to talk about, but it creates a cycle. Let's talk about what is time. I find this really interesting ever since I got into coaching is the concept of time is interesting. It's different than what we often think it is. So we think that time is fixed, right? Set number of minutes, set number of hours. In a day, things take a certain amount of time. It is a fixed commodity. But really, it's arbitrary. Like time, some point, somebody decided that a day had 24 hours. We were going to measure in measurements of hours and seconds. All of that is arbitrary. Somebody decided. And maybe time isn't as fixed as what we think it is. Isn't that interesting? Maybe it's not as fixed as you think it is. 
Now, I can remember when I started reading around this and thinking, oh, that seems a little odd. But as I've played with it over the years, I think I've got pretty good evidence that time isn't as fixed as I think it is, that time is actually a little bit malleable. Now, I would say within reason, because I'm very good at (laughs) doing math that makes me have so much to do that I don't actually quite get it done. So I do have to watch that, but I often can get a lot more done in a shorter period of time than what I might think I can if I use these tools that I'm going to teach you. So there's this concept called Parkinson's law. And I think when I learned this, it was a little life-changing for me. It was like, oh, that explains so so much of what I see. So basically Parkinson's law is that the work will expand to fill the time allotted for the work. So the work will expand to fill the time allotted for the work. So think through this. Let's use an office day, right? Picture those days where you show up and maybe there's some holes in your schedule. Maybe it's quiet. It's not fully booked. You look at the day, you're like, oh, this is going to be an easy day. It's going to be light. I'm going to get extra time to do some notes and to do some of those forms that are sitting on my desk. And then all of a sudden you're behind and you're like, why am I behind? How can I be finishing this day late when I started it thinking there was so much time? This is Parkinson's law. If you have a lot of time and you mentally think I have so much time, the work will expand to fit that time. Then picture a different day where you show up and you're like, whoa, that is a packed day. And there are some heavy patients on that schedule. I'm not sure how I'm going to get through. I'm going to have to really hustle because I'm going to be so far behind today, right? You have, can you guys picture those days? <laughs> I know that you can. And then all of a sudden, that doesn't actually turn out to be true. Maybe you've had the experience of having one of those busy days actually finish earlier than the less busy day that you thought you would be finished earlier on. Because that's Parkinson's law, where when you think you have less time, there's less time allotted, the work fills the time allotted. So this work gets done in a shorter time period. It's not usually that you're doing worse work. It's that our brains are very good at expanding to fill space. Nature abhors a vacuum, right? Our brains are really good at expanding to fill space. Think of an example of when you had like couple of hours off or a free afternoon. It happens to me all the time. A free afternoon. And you're like, oh, there's so much time here. I'm going to get some work done. I'm going to have some time for myself. But you don't really plan it and schedule it. And all of a sudden, the afternoon's gone and almost none of that happened because one thing took over the afternoon. It's really interesting. Like I encourage you to kind of think through your days and see how this might be showing up for you. See where it might be at play. Because once we understand this, we can use it to our advantage. We can make this work for us instead of having it work in the background, sometimes against us. So when we're thinking about time, generally a concept that we have is if we take time for ourselves, it takes time away from somebody else. This would be when we're thinking about time being very linear and very fixed, there's a certain amount of time. And if we put any towards ourselves, it means we must be getting taken away from somebody else or something else in our life. And that's really interesting when you think about that in terms of this Parkinson's law of really the time and the amount of work that can occur in a certain amount of time is actually very flexible. So 
this isn't the case. Taking time to yourself does not mean you take away from anything else in your life. It may mean you say no to some things. And I think that's really important to know because we don't do (laughs) that very often is it is okay to say no to stuff in order to have time for yourself. It's very important in general as women physicians We don't say no to people very often. We just keep adding to our schedule, but you can say no, that's okay. But also you can do your work and create time for yourself by using some of these principles so that the time is more flexible. So when we take time for ourselves, when we take some time to get outside in the sun or sit down and read a book for a little bit, the work still gets done. It's just what you're doing is you're creating a smaller space for the work to happen in slightly, like over the course of a day, it's not a lot of compression of space. And so with Parkinson's law, the work expands to fill that space and gets done in that space. But the important thing is you have to actually create the space for your time for yourself or else the work will expand into it and mean there's no space for you. And this is the sort of, I like to think of time as being elastic or relative in that you can shift and move things a little bit to create what you want out of your day. And I really like to just have a belief and a trust that when I do things for myself, everything else will still get done. And I use that as a thought is everything that needs to get done will get done. And it's a really helpful thought. And it's true. I can take time for myself and the stuff that needs to get done still will get done. Or sometimes what happens, and I think this is equally as valid, is you'll take time for yourself and then you may be forced to create some priorities for other things, but the important stuff will still get done. And maybe it's good to be forced to create priorities for some of those other things and look at some of them and go, you know what? It doesn't actually need to get done today. That can be really helpful. And I think it's something that we don't often do. We often, anything the brain says should be on our to-do list, we accept and buy into and it goes on our to-do list. And then we get overwhelmed by our to-do list. So if creating time for yourself in your day means that you do have to look at that list and choose priorities on it, that's not a bad thing. That might actually be really helpful for you long-term. Okay, so let's talk about how much time should weight loss take? This is a question I get asked a lot, especially when stress eating SOS is open, is people ask, how much time is this going to take? And it's a really interesting question to ask because it depends. And I'm of the belief that weight loss does not have to take a lot of time, nor should it. We have been trained and taught through diet culture that weight loss is kind of like a part-time job. Something you have to like really put some time in, really put some work in. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be something that you're really not going to like to do. And all of that stuff, I want you to rage against and say, no way. If I'm doing it, I'm not doing something that's super hard. Feels like another part-time job because we all know that we've got our regular jobs plus often a bunch of part-time roles. I'm not taking on another part-time job to lose weight. I'm not losing weight in a way that I hate doing and that feels like so much work. No way. Don't buy into that anymore. But it's that concept of weight loss that creates the feeling that there's not enough time, that you're going to have to have big chunks of open time in order to be able to lose weight successfully. Now, inside Stress Eating SOS, What I say to people is try to make time to at least come to one session live or listen to a session's replay each week 
So that's an hour during the week. But beyond that, I really encourage people to use it as they need it. Our brains are so good at overworking that it's really easy to come into a program like this where there's so much, there are so many resources in that program for you. And it's so easy to come into it and think you got to do them all to be successful. That's not true. Again, that's a way that we think there's this linear concept of weight loss. It's not true at all. If anything, that creates overwhelm and makes you not actually want to lose weight. It's believing that your weight loss can be flexible too. Your weight loss within your time constraints can expand and contract. And I don't mean the actual scale, but the amount of effort you have to put in to lose weight and to eat healthy can maybe expand and contract depending on your week too. So maybe there's some weeks where you've got lots of time and those are the weeks where you do do more meal prep and bake some stuff and put it in the freezer or all that sort of stuff. But maybe there's some other weeks that are super busy and your weight loss effort shrinks way down to just be that you let it be as simple and easy as possible. And it's just ready-made, easy to grab stuff that doesn't take time. It doesn't take effort, but it still has the same impact. So if you notice your brain thinking that to lose weight, you're going to have to invest a ton of time into it to be successful. I question that. I think that's really based in diet mentality, diet culture. And I don't think it leads to sustainable weight loss because here's the thing. If we think weight loss is going to take a ton of time and you've got a week where you're like, I've got some time, let's get going, let's do this thing. And then you get going, you're building some momentum, but suddenly you hit maybe a week on call where all of a sudden you don't have all that time. Then what happens? Well, you stop what you're doing. You stop all the habits you are building to lose weight because of this idea that weight loss takes a fixed amount of time. So it's really important that you view it as the amount of time it takes to lose weight can be flexible depending on the week. You can eat healthy and lose weight any week by changing what you're doing and letting the weight loss take less time in your week. I hope that makes sense. I know it's a different concept and it can be a little mind bendy (laughs) thinking that time and the amount of time it takes to lose weight can all be flexible, but really just let yourself think about it and let it kind of roll around in your mind because it is a very useful concept to have. So what you want to think about when you're thinking about how much time it takes to lose weight is what's the bare minimum? How easy could you make it be for your busiest weeks? What's the least amount of time you could have it take on those really busy weeks? And just kind of give yourself the permission to ask that question. I think that's a super helpful question. All right, I've got some tips for you. I know you love a good numbered list. Let's talk about time-saving tips for weight loss. How do you actually do this? Number one is let it be easy. So this goes similarly to what I was just talking about is what if weight loss wasn't hard? What if eating healthy wasn't hard? Asking yourself that question of how could I let this be easy? I want to have healthy food all week and it's a super busy work week. How could I let it be easy? What would that look like? Maybe it's ordering food in, but planning ahead what you're going to order so that you order healthy food that's going to work for you. Maybe it's just grabbing some cold cuts and some cheese for some meals, some a rotisserie chicken and a pre-made Greek salad for dinner, right? Like there are ways out there of letting food be really easy if you look for them. But you need to ask the question so that your brain looks for them. Maybe it's scrambled eggs for dinner, right? Like that's, you can't really get an easier meal than scrambled eggs for dinner. And maybe you don't want to eat that every day, 
but sometimes that might be perfect and it might be easy where your healthy eating isn't taking a lot of effort. Now, as I say that, I think on those busy weeks, letting it be easy may also involve like ensuring you're getting some self-care because in those busy weeks, when you really start to crave other foods and maybe those scrambled eggs for dinner don't sound very good, it's not because the scrambled eggs don't sound good unless you really hate eggs. It's that your brain is looking to food to solve an issue that food can't solve. So on those busy weeks, as you get overwhelmed and you're not doing any self-care and you're like, oh, I don't want scrambled eggs, well, let's just go out or let's just go through a drive through That's not really about the food. That's not really about time. That's about lack of self-care, not creating the time for the self-care during those busy weeks. So use these same tools that I'm talking about to create time for self-care on those busy weeks proactively would be a huge tip I could give you. And I know you might think there is no time for self-care on those busy weeks, but think back to what I was saying is you can block out time for self-care. The work still will get done and you can decide what that self-care actually looks like depending on the time you feel you have available. It can be flexible too, but prioritizing it in some way, I think will really help with eating on those busy weeks. So choose methods for when we're talking about time-saving tips for weight loss. Number two is choose methods that actually create more time. What? You might be saying, create more time. Yeah, there are ways of approaching weight loss that create more time in your life, and coaching is the way. Now, I know I'm biased in this, but that's why I love it so much, because using the same coaching tools that you use to lose weight and manage your mind about weight loss actually will create more time in your life. I can tell you that from a personal standpoint of before I found coaching, I never had any time for anything. Like I've talked about this before, but I really felt I was on a hamster wheel. I was running through my day and then put my head on the pillow at night, exhausted and only to get up and the exact same hamster wheel was there the next day. There was no time for myself in there. It was through coaching that I started to find time and create time. And the first thing that I did, one of the first kind of interventions I did with my very first coach when I was so burnt out, was I made myself stand up and walk away from my desk at lunch to go outside for a five or 10 minute walk. And it was hard to do because I had a pile of notes to do on that desk. And I was thinking, I'm never going to get it all done. I'm going to be late in the afternoon. Because what didn't happen? Taking that time away actually made me more efficient when I got back. The work still got done. I did not finish any later than I would normally finish. If anything, maybe I finished a little bit earlier because I didn't go into that brain fog of inefficiency that we often do in the afternoon when we're just so at the end of our rope. So by taking time out, I created time. And that was the very first time that I realized tiny, small actions can have big ripple effects. And that's, I think, what got me hooked and interested in all of this way back when is that tiny action had a very different effect than what I would have thought it would have had. I thought it would make me so far behind. I thought I would end up with so many more notes by taking time away from my desk at lunch. And it had the opposite effect, which is really interesting. And I encourage you to play with this in your own life, especially on those busy weeks, is what things can you do that are actually going to create more time? And maybe they're the things that you don't think will create more time, like self-care. 
<laughs> you might notice a theme in this, but it is so true. We don't do self-care because we think it takes time away. Self-care, creating time and space for yourself to just be you, to take some breaths, to have moments where nobody is talking to you. That is like, <laughs> I know that I'm I'm missing my self-care when I start to have fantasies about finding places where nobody is talking to me and it's silent and nobody can find me. That's my clue. <laughs> I need to put some self-care in. But creating those moments in your day before you decide that you're like moving away to find that, <laughs> creating the moments in your day where you can be alone, where it can be quiet, where you could read a book, you could just take some deep breaths, you could go for a walk. Those moments will create more time. They don't take away time. They create time and you have to play with it. Same goes with the coaching. Like if you're thinking about coming into Stress Eating SOS with this Black Friday deal, you might be worried, oh, about this time. Coming to one of those coaching calls a week or listening to the replay, don't have to come live. That will create time in your life by how it shifts your thinking. If you come to more, you'll create more time in your life. And I think that's a really useful way of thinking about it when you're trying to decide how to prioritize things is what things will actually create more time in your life. And generally, it's going to be the things that actually take care of you because when you're taken care of, you can be more efficient in the other areas of your life is really what it boils down to. When we're focusing on weight loss and we're using more coaching kind approaches and it creates more time in our life, it also can create more energy in your life. So again, if you're just focusing on a really restrictive diet and just hanging for dear life, you may not be creating more energy. It may actually be taking more energy to hang on for dear life. When you're working on these techniques that we talk about and that that I teach, you're finding the ease in the changes in your eating where you're not exerting energy to make those changes. And then that's when it gives you more energy, where it starts to have those thoughts of, I can't believe it's so easy and I'm losing weight. That's what we're looking for because then you're not exerting energy in the weight loss and you have energy to spend on other things of your life that are probably more enjoyable and more important, like self-care. We're sticking with the theme, the secret hidden theme in my time management podcast episode for you guys. All right. Tip number three is plan the time needed first. So if you leave your self-care to hopefully there will be time and I'll try and find some time in my day, guess what? It's no surprise but there will be no time. That's Parkinson's law. The work will expand to the time allotted. So if you have a day where you're like, well, I'll see how the day goes. I'll see if I have time to go for a walk. That's not creating a barrier on your time. And so your work will expand and there will not be that time to go for that walk. You need to slot that walk in. And that is why I like to do self-care earlier in the day. I find it easier to slot time in then. But, you know, I'm playing around with doing exercise in the evenings and stuff right now too, which is like an interesting experiment for me because I've spent so many years of just getting up early to get my exercise and self-care in. It's kind of fun to do it in daylight hours. And so I'm playing with it, but it is, I think, easier if you do it in the morning. So I'm recording this early in the morning. And then once I get the kids on the bus, I'm going to go out. The sun should be coming up by then. We're deep into our dark winter season now, but the sun should be coming up and I'm going to take my dog for a walk on the trails. Can't run the trails right now. Drives me a little crazy if I'm telling you the truth, but I can go for a walk and enjoy being out there in the sun. So I've created that space and then I will go around and then I will go to the office 
and do all the other work stuff that I have planned for today. But I will do that knowing that I got outside, I was on the trails, I got the good run for the dog, and the rest I expect will go a lot more efficiently. But I've slotted that time in my head, which is important. So plan the time you need first and trust, like I talked about before, that the rest will get done. So with my plan this morning is I could leave earlier to go round and my rounding will probably take up all that extra time. By doing this walk, I'm giving myself a smaller amount of time to round on my inpatients this morning, but I'm also trusting myself that I'll be able to do it. And again, that's Parkinson's law. I'm giving it a little bit more of a fixed time for rounding in order to have this time to go for a walk. And I trust myself that it'll get done. And I even trust myself that if my rounding goes a little bit over into my office, I will catch up in my office. These are the thought patterns I have when I'm managing my time today, just to give you kind of like an inside look at how you do this in real life. And so the things that you might want to plan for is your self-care. Maybe you do want to plan time to do meal planning. So for years, been a little bit off of it in the past months, but for years, Saturday morning, I would get up, I'd sit down on the couch with my iPad or my computer and plan the meals for the week and then set up grocery delivery or grocery pickup for the next day. And that worked really well. And I remember I started that back when I was working on losing weight and I was like, to do this successfully, I'm going to have to have our meals planned. Flying by the seat of our pants wasn't working. Flying by the seat of pants was resulting in a lot of ordered in pizza in our life back then. And so I realized to be successful in weight loss and to eat healthy consistently, I'm going to have to have a plan for the week so that we've got the food in the house. Everybody knows what dinner is. If I'm not here, somebody else can make it. And so I started meal planning Saturday and I slotted that time where it just became a habit. Get up first thing in the morning, plan the meals and then move on. So things like that might be helpful to create a slot in the week. And again, if we're talking about doing the things that create more time by spending that half hour, hour planning meals, it could be way easier. I want to tell you, it could be way faster, but I tend to get a little into the looking up recipes and I get a little overzealous in my meal planning sometimes, but it could be easier. But that investment of time on that Saturday morning saved time throughout the week. Because there was not mental like, oh, what are we going to make? And do we have the stuff? Let's, we need to run to the grocery store to get that little bit if we want to make this. It saved time. So again, that's another example of investing time in things that create more time. The other thing would be the coaching calls. So if you are in stress eating SOS, if you're coming into stress eating SOS, scheduling those ahead of time and choosing, okay, this is the one I'm going to go to this week. And letting your life kind of sort out around it is really important instead of kind of waiting and hoping you might find time for the coaching calls because those coaching calls will create more time. They will create more ease and they will create more joy in your life as well as creating more weight loss. So scheduling them ahead of time is really powerful. And then number four is really watch your time-related thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts that we've been trained to think about time that aren't necessarily helpful nor true. I've given you some very different viewpoints about time in this podcast episode. And so when you're thinking thoughts about there isn't enough time, I'm so far behind, I'm so busy, there's too much to do, really common thoughts for all of us. And yet think how they make you feel. What's the outcome of them? And is that helpful? Those thoughts are almost like giving your power in your day over to this time construct. It's passing the power over. 
versus maybe there's some thoughts you can come up with that empower you within time or you feel empowered about your time because I think that's going to be a very good place to be when you're making these decisions that we're talking about. So maybe thinking, like I said, that everything that needs to get done will get done is a thought I like. I've got lots of time just because it's in direct opposite to the default thoughts that we think about time. Another time thought that I use is all I need to do is focus on this one thing. Another sort of more practical time thought that I use is thinking, okay, like if there's a lot to do on this list, all I need to do is set timers and knock it off. And again, so setting a timer, this is more of a practical tip, is using Parkinson's law. So if I say I'm going to write this email or I'm going to do my paperwork or finish these notes and I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes, whatever it is, chances are it'll get done or it'll get done pretty close to that time because then you focus and you go to work and the work fills that allotted time. So you're taking control when you set a timer over what the allotted time is. And that can be really useful, but really watching how you're thinking. Again, if you're setting timers and you're thinking, okay, all I have to do is I'm just going to get these notes done and it's going to take me 30 minutes. That's having very empowered thoughts about time. So it always comes back to how you're thinking about things and how that impacts your actions. Okay, summarize. The tips that I want you to focus on or I'd encourage you to focus on is number one, let it be easy. Number two, find methods in your time management and in your weight loss that actually create more time. And that is possible. It just takes some looking and it takes a different approach than just the default diet approach for weight loss. Plan the time that you need for this first. Within that, don't forget your self-care. If you are not caring for yourself, it is going to be really hard to feel in control around your eating. You have to give yourself some time to care for yourself or else your brain will look to food to do that. And then number four, watch your time-related thoughts. Choose thoughts about time that make you feel empowered with the time you have, not as a victim of the time. All right, I would love to hear your thoughts about this. I find time and time management to be really fascinating of a topic. I hope that these tips were helpful for you. Let me know. Send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget, Black Friday deals are on now as you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to it when it's released, head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS to learn more and to join with this special opening of the program to get the support that you need through the holiday season so that January does not start with you making a resolution to lose the weight you gained in December. All right, we'll talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.